Wait there, darling, and I'll get this chair, OK? Put your brakes on, because it's not safe on the tiles. Good girl. You hold on there. I'll get this chair. It's a very noisy chair now. So. Now, Gracie, are you ready for your swim? And I wouldn't have gonna put me there. Oh, I won't put you there. That wouldn't be safe, darling. So just have to put the handles back out of the way. My name is Susan Dennehy, and I'm here at the Central Remedial Clinic, or CRC as it's known in Dublin. I'm taking my five-year-old daughter, Grace, swimming. I'm going to lift you out of your wheelchair. Put your arms around Mammy's neck. One, two, three, up. What it is, basically, is two physios in the pool with four or five kids, and their mums get in as well to support them. And it's a swimming lesson. It's physiotherapy, but it's also great fun, and it's, as the physio said to me, it's life skills. You know, she's learning one more skill, something that she can do, you know, that she's the same as everybody else when she's in the water because we're kind of limited really in the activities and the sports that Grace can do effectively. Now are you on okay? Hold on tight to your handles. Good girl. But really it's, it's much more than that. There's a little bit of magic to see her moving around independently and usually when Grace moves she has a wheelchair or a walker. The equipment can be quite cumbersome so it's just her zooming along and she's delighted. One of the reasons I love it is that this is an area she's achieving in, like she's doing really well in the class. And I actually have thought about it and I've said, you know, must find out about the Paralympics, I know she's only six. But it could be something that will stand to her all her life, you know. And when your child has a disability, I think you have to alter your hopes and dreams for them. You have to think about what can be our new goals and what can they do really well. And this is something now that we've found that... Hopefully, you know, we won't push her. I won't be a crazy mom about it. But if she likes it, she can pursue it. And it's great, like, and it's it's healthy, you know, it's brilliant. What do you want to say? I like when you float on the water. And I like when you splash. That's funny. We all sit up on the bed on the edge again, and then we'll do our four green bottles. And we're all going to jump in by ourselves. Watch now, look. Four green bottles sitting on the wall, and if one green bottle should accidentally fall <laughs> My husband Stephen Harper and I have three children, Sean, Martha and Grace. When I was pregnant with our third child, we went to hear the Blind Boys of Alabama in concert. We were so moved by their version of Amazing Grace on the night that we decided to name our baby Grace. And then, a year later, Grace was taken ill and acquired a disability. Little did we know when we named her Grace how important the meaning of her name would become to us. OK, I'll just, you can just shimmy off yourself. Here, hold on to my hands. Ready and go. Good girl. Good girl.
My name is Stephen. I'm from Letterkenny in Donegal originally, but I live in Dublin with my wife Susan and our three children. I remember when I heard the Welcome to Holland story first. It was back in the first, I suppose, first three or four months when, when Grace got sick. And I suppose essentially what the story means is that you you know you you make plans you you plan to go out to to go on holidays to somewhere like Italy and your plans don't work out you know you head off on your flight and you're all excited and you plan what you're going to do in Italy when you get there and and the plane lands and the pilot announces that we're in Holland welcome to Holland and you know you're shocked you're you can't believe it you're Camp, you're incredulous. What are we doing in Holland? We were going. We we're supposed to be going to Italy, and you know that feeling stays with you for a long time. But then, after a while, you you know you look around you and you see that there are some really fantastic things in Holland, and it's you know it's a really nice place and it has a lot of really good qualities. I suppose the pain or the the feeling of missing out on Italy never really leaves you. And that story really helped us uh, kind of come to terms with disability. It sort of summed up a lot of the feelings that we would have had. And what it means to me is that, you know, there are times when I feel really sad for the things that we can't do and the things that, you know, the plans that you would have had for your family and, and what that was going to be like. And there's a sadness to that, but there are a lot of things that you can do. And that's really, it's, I suppose it's an attitude and that you just have to, you have to develop the attitude that we're going to focus on the things that we can do and we're going to enjoy them and we're going to do them as well as we can. My name is Grace. Well, I like horse riding. That's my favourite sport. Swimming is a sport house, as you know. And I really like it because I got two badges. I play unicorns and fairies. I play races. And that's all that I actually know. Oh, I play chase with my friends. I love teddies. They're cute and they're cuddly. That's my favourite thing about I have lots of friends, and I like them. They're pretty much nice. And the best thing about friends is keeping each other nice and and knowing each other and being well. I, I remember when she was born because um, the pregnancy went on uh beyond sort of the 40 weeks uh, it was a long pregnancy and we had three or four visits into the hospital for for checks and the, and then while all that was happening we had our other two kids who were still quite young I think Sean was four Martha was two or five and three something like that so life was very hectic um but I remember, I remember the house that we lived in. We were living in Dingle Road. It was a small, it was a two up, two down house. It was our first home, um, very cosy little place. And no, I just remember it was a really happy time, very busy time, and you know we were we were delighted when she arrived and felt like you know that's number three, that's our family complete. And. Hi, Gracie. Hi, Good morning. Good morning. 
and I'm 10 years old. My best friend's Hannah BL. Grace is my little sister and we like playing together. We like playing singing games and Grace also has gotten into writing stories so I help her with that and we do our homework so our days are pretty busy. I'm Sean Harper, I'm 12 and I have two sisters, Martha and Grace. I get on with both of them. They love playing games like hide and seek and stuff like that and the Wii. So yeah, they have their moments. Hey, her dress is back to front. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Grace, your dress is back to front. We changed around, don't worry. <laughs> you always know when daddy dressed you. Come on, come on. <laughs> The morning that everything went pear-shaped, I remember thinking to myself, it just doesn't get any better than this. I was back at work. I had just trained up into a job that I loved. Um, my husband had the job. He changed career and he was in the job that he loved. We owned our house with three fabulous kids. And I remember that morning I headed off and they were all at the door. Stevie was with them waving goodbye. And uh, everything was good. Everything was fantastic. And I went off to work. Happy as Larry, and I got a text. No, I got a phone call from my childminder, and I thought, "Oh God, I better take this." And rang her, and she was in hysterics on the other end of the phone. She was in Temple Street with Grace. She said that Grace had had a fit, and that she had rushed her into Temple Street. And I said to her, "Is she going to be okay?" And she said, "I don't know." I think it was just answering some emails or taking some phone messages and. I got a call from, from my wife, Sue, and she was bawling, crying, and very, very upset. So, you know, for that split second, lots of things flash through your mind. So, you know, what's happened? Who has it happened to? What's, you know, what has gone wrong? And, you know, she kind of, she kind of quickly blurted out that Grace was had a fit or was very sick and had been, was on her, was being rushed to hospital, and... Sue was on a, in a taxi on her way into hospital into Temple Street and she just said get in as quick as you can you know, I'll meet you in there when I got to Temple Street there was a guy um, a porter standing on the, at the front door and he said to me are you Grace's mammy and I thought oh shoot like this is not good so we ran we jogged all the way down to accident and emergency they took me in anyway this is the mum this is the mum and she was lying on on, on the the gurney or whatever it is hooked up to hundreds of tubes and you know little patches on her and she was just in her nappy and I thought oh god like this is it she's not going to make this she just looked awful and she was on a ventilator and she looked tiny I remember just walking in and the sight you know just a horrible sight uh, Grace was on a, on a bed and you know there was nine or ten doctors or nurses around her and lots of tubes and lots of lots of commotion and Sue was there and she was crying and you know just holding her hand and trying not to cry myself and just been just feeling really upset and, and, and worried and it was like sort of it's like the world had just stopped our world had just stopped and was standing still and it was like just a massive holding your breath 
Um, what's going to happen? Is everything going to be all right? That was five years ago. Oh, ready? Here, we got everything. Got your school bag. And down the ramp. Are you ready? Morning! Good morning! Good morning. Hi, everybody! <laughs> oh, Gracie, good morning! Say good morning, there's a school bag, Gwen. This is the last day. Today, the bus that takes Grace to the CRC School for Children with Special Needs has just arrived. It comes every day, but today is unusual. It's a real milestone because it's Grace's last day at the CRC school. In September, she'll go to her local mainstream school, where she'll be the only child using a wheelchair. Today will be a day of goodbyes. Oh, he's gorgeous. And you know what? He's a pencil case, so for when you go to your new school, you can put your pencils oh, in Oh, that's so thoughtful. What do you say to Gwen and John and the guys? That's so nice. Welcome everybody on the bus, and everybody signed your card. Best of luck in your new school. That is absolutely... Gorgeous. Okay, can so, I go on the bus with my doggy? You can bring the doggy to school today. Yeah, <laughs> that's no her. problem. We'll get Mammy to bring the bag in. Will Thanks we? a million, guys. That's lovely. Have a great day, okay? See you later. Bye, guys. Enjoy your last day. Oh, <laughs> bye, to Susan. See you, John. Bye, bye, see you, bye. Okay, see bye, bye. Bye. You waving? <laughs> Yeah, so she was taken up to intensive care and it's a bit of a blur. She really spent a very short time up there, um, you know, about two days before she was transferred to the ordinary ward. And um, so there was a bit of, there was a lot of phoning of people and letting them know, but we just took turns really at her, at the side of her bed. And it was a constant kind of any clues, any can anyone tell us anything, what's going on? And just listening to the, you know, the kind of sound of her heart and, listening to the machines and making sure it was still on the whole time and that we could hear the beep. So we were getting sort of regular feedback from the nurses and the doctors. And, and you know, once once we got over that first few hours or first half a day, things sort of seemed a little bit easier, a little bit better. Um, she seemed to be coming round and she seemed to be getting better. She seemed fine. So on the day ward, we were playing with her and trying to entertain her. She was awake and, you know, we were delighted. And, and the consultant was coming around saying he he said his theory was that she had a febrile convulsion. Basically, he said she had a mild form of viral meningitis, which led her to a high temperature, a kind of a very quick one. And that gave her the convulsion and the convulsion led to her being brought in. And um, she looked like she was making a good recovery at the time. So there was a real, a real sense of relief, a real sense of um, geez, we've, we've got out of jail here. Wake up in the morning. Yeah. You want, you want that one? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. And the lot of songs on this CD, Grace. Well, I'm not sure what any more. We have a number of numbers for that. Okay. We've got two CDs for more. Okay, uh, my name is Gwen and I work as a bus escort for the CRC where Gracie's been going to school for the last three years. Um, So on the bus in the morning I pick up seven children and we bring those seven children into the school and then at the end of the day we bring them home again too 
Um, so the Gracie's done really well this year especially. She's come on so much in her independence um, and everything else. She was quite a shy child in the beginning and very she wouldn't really speak out very much or wouldn't ask for things that she wanted. And last year it started, but this year she's got so much more independent and confident and she'll say what she wants and tell you if you're, you're doing something she doesn't like. And it's just brilliant to see, especially with her going to a national school next year, that, um, that she'll have those qualities that she definitely needs. Um, to be able to deal with bigger numbers and, and everything else there as well. After that, then things sort of settled back down and, and, and things went back pretty much to normal. Um, there was, when we look back now, there were little signs that, you know, everything wasn't exactly as it should be. Grace, you know, wasn't moving around as much. She wasn't talking as much. She did seem like she was back to normal, but not just a hundred percent back to normal. And I remember, I think I, I think I took her to her, her one month checkup, um, after she had been discharged. And, and again, she she got the all clear there, and you know she 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 seemed fine, but she wasn't fine. She started to slump to one side, and we noticed over the summer a deterioration in her abilities. She couldn't lift her head. She'd lost the few words that she had. She wasn't walking yet. She was a baby, so we didn't notice that part of things. But just over the summer, and then we were on holidays in Clonakilty at one stage, and I had the three of them on the rug on the beach or somewhere, and we were sitting down, and I just took one look at her, and whatever way I looked, I thought, she's really, really not well. She was lying on the rug, and she couldn't lift her head. And, and basically all her abilities, and she, was, she wasn't able to use her hands to eat properly. I was kind of feeding her again. I thought, this is nuts you know so we went back into hospital and just there was a real sense i know i had a real sense of uh, kind of nearly of dread that you know there's more to maybe there's more to this we're not out of the woods yet on this and you know what's wrong we'd no idea of what was going to sort of come out or unfold um probably no harm that we didn't have an idea of that okay we are ready let's go uh, my name is John White. I am the bus driver for the CRC. I also work in the CRC in the school. Um, doing it 15 years now, so such makes you realise how lucky you are. Like, especially not just the children, but when you see their parents trying to organise this and the other for them, and it makes you appreciate your your own life more when you see what some of the parents have to go through. Like, you know, like it's going shopping is just straightforward for us. With them, it's they have, it's planning, it's organising, so it does make you appreciate your life. And like even like we take home things, like we've done it for Susan, we've taken home walkers, standards, the whole lot. And it's not only like for Grace that we do that for, like it's all the children, and it's um, it's just shows you how much work goes into them at home as well as in the school. It doesn't only end, it doesn't end in school. Obviously, the parents keep going at home, which is again a big ordeal for them. Like you know trying to organise that into their daily life, especially when they have um, other children to look after as well. <laughs> and she blocks us. <laughs> Grace, will I beep her out of the way? Will I? Get out of the way. Out of <laughs> We went back into Temple Street under Dr King, the neurologist there, for a week of tests. And that was the nightmare, really. Um, 
the tests in themselves were awful. Like you hear about them, lumbar punctures aren't particularly nice procedures. They they put a needle into the spine and they test the fluid from the spine. But it, I, whatever way it is, I just know that they're not pleasant for the person having them. Um, she had a nerve conduction study, which was horrendous. I was outside the room. My husband went in for that one and I could hear her screaming the house down. Like, So the tests themselves were unpleasant. So you're kind of, as a parent, you're a bit jittery already. And then Dr. King came in at the end of all these tests and they did an MRI scan as well. Dr. King came in at the end of all the tests and said, um, she's got, we think she's got a degenerative disorder and we think that she's not going to make it. Her, her stylist is, t- is to tell tell it as it is quite baldly. I went to sit down. <laughs> there was no chair there, like I nearly fell on the ground. I just, that took the wind out of my sails. So that was, ju- that was the moment. That was the moment I thought, she's not going to make it. And I could see my husband and he was devastated and we were just looking at each other. Too stunned even really to ask proper questions. It was a very scary time, a very sad time and, you know, it really did feel like we were just being turned upside down. There was just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of a lot of worry, you know, and we started, you know, finding out and, and reading up on, on the things that were being talked about. Um, they didn't have very good outcomes, a lot of them. Um, so it was just, I remember it being just really, really tough. And, you know, while that was going on, we still had Sean and Martha to, to look after. And I remember we got a lot of help from family and, and friends at the time. And, and you know, we, we, we needed it. And so I don't know how I, that went on for it's what seemed like ages. In the weeks that followed that, we were in and out of hospital for tests and for therapies. But Grace was very, very weak and there seemed to be really very little hope. And then one day in November, she was sitting in a corner seat. It's like a blue seat uh, that supports the child on each side and it supports their head. So she's sitting up and I had her strapped into that. And I said, right, we're going to have our breakfast now. And I brought over the bowl with whatever was in it. And whatever way I looked, her head was up. She was holding her own head up. And I just remember thinking, there's something different today. So I kind of rang Stevie straight away. I said, she's holding her head up. And then sort of the picture changed and we ended up getting referred then on to the CRC. Yeah, OK, we're in school now, guys. You can just stay in your seats for a second until we get the chairs off. Good boy. Good morning, Grace. Morning, Arthur. Morning, can John take you down for your last day? Arthur, is it okay if John lifts Gracie down today for her it last is. day? That's no problem, yes. You get a big squeezy cuddle? Yeah. Are you ready? Steady. One, two, three. It has been just a lifesaver for us. I used to drive out there, I'd say, maybe three appointments a week. So I was out there a lot. It was like my new job. And every time I pulled in, you come off Vernon Avenue, pull in the gates of CRC, and I just thought... You know, I felt the shoulders going down on the back. I'm in a place where someone else is worried about her too. I'm in a place where they're trained. They know what they're talking about. I'm in a place where I'm getting help. She's getting help. And it was just like I was on high alert the rest of the time. So when I was there, I was able to kind of relax. So I'm Judith. 
and I'm your physio at the moment, and we're in the CRC, the Central Media Clinic. Okay, so will we get onto the bed and start doing some exercises? Okay, so do you think we could try, because I know it was very difficult the last time we tried to put your hands on your shoulders. Okay, Whoa. Okay, so sit up. So you have to try and find your balance, okay? Don't mean falling over. I think I got so much comfort from the fact that Grace had such a brilliant physio for the first year. I used to go in and I had nothing to do. I was redundant for an hour, which was very unusual. So you sat at the side of the mat and the physio would work with her and it was all very positive. And, you know, in all the sessions it would have been, no, do it for yourself, Grace. They've promoted her independence. Do it for yourself. And I liked going there for that reason. Maybe put one hand on your shoulder first. If you feel that you're able to, then you can try and put the other hand on the other shoulder. Okay? Ready? Go. One. One, two, three, four, five. Excellent. That's so much better. Grace lost her speech, so we began to do sign language with Grace. And as she improved very, very gradually, she took to signing. And she was great at signing. And she had her little words for biscuit and milk and different things. And then one day... About a year after the convulsion, so Grace was two then, um, she was pointing and she was, eh, eh, eh. I was, I was just so frustrated with her at that stage. And she wanted the milk. I knew she wanted the milk. And I said, you're not, you're not having the milk in my own mind. And I placed it at arm's length away from her. Eh, eh, eh. And I started to help her with it. And I said, m, m. And next thing, just clear as a whistle, she said, milk. And I, again, it was like the head coming up. She can talk. If she can say one word, she can say lots of words. And I was delirious, delirious. I rang everyone, (laughs) texted everyone. Grace said milk, you know, she said milk. But I just knew in my heart then, if she can form one word when she needs to, she can form others. So for a while, for a couple of years then, it was a mixture of signing and words and lots and lots and lots of intense speech therapy. So she's totally articulate now I mean there's no stopping her Ooh, what's a good song that we could sing we could maybe sing Mm-mm. what you got um, I've got um, Katie Beardy which one's it Katie Katie Beardy Katie Beardy mm-hmm. well why don't you sing along you sing and I'll maybe join in Katie Beardy had a sheep she taught it how to skip leap wasn't that a clever sheep? Good old Katie Beardy. Clap, clap, clap your hands, clap your hands along with us. Clap, clap, clap your hands, going to the circus. Katie Beardy had a big, started how to wear a wig. So she was out there as a baby, kind of, and she was getting her services. And then it came up about preschool what to do and I guess you know to be really brutally honest about it I just found it hard that Grace would be in a class where everyone had a disability and I felt oh that's her in a different world to us and I'm not sure I wanted that for her so badly that I wanted to put her in a school where she wouldn't have her needs met no matter how nice the people are they weren't trained and I just had this notion And I don't know what happened. I talked to the psychologist and we talked to her doctor out there, Dr. Hensi, Dr. Owen Hensi. And he was saying, 
why wouldn't you put her into the school? I think it would be great for her. And suddenly he said, he said, he said a very good thing. I think it was him or the psychologist. I can't remember. One of them said to me, it's kind of hard to get into this school, you know. And I suddenly thought, oh, it's hard to get into. It must be valuable. You know, we, we better try and get in there. But I, I did realise, you know, I think I was realising that she had a disability very slowly. And it took a long time to get that around my head around that. Um, the play school, it was somewhere where she was able to go and mix with her peers. And she had she had friends. It was, it was a small little little group. I think there's only seven or eight. Uh, and she had really lovely teachers. And you just you knew she was heading off somewhere that she was going to be really well-minded and she'd have somebody with her all all day and she'd be doing stuff she'd be playing and she'd be doing stuff that would be helping her and and then she'd be she'd come back at two or three o'clock then in the afternoon and you just you knew she'd she'd had a really good day and you know that was a great a great feeling to to have that see all the lovely treats and things we have to put on our ice cream and take a look loads of different sprinkles i'm mary downs i've been teaching the crc for about 20 years now um here in the crc disability is the norm every child it has some sort of a disability um, of varying degrees when she goes into mainstream she becomes the focus and that'll be a big challenge for her um, but, you know, she, she has come on so well. She's very strong. She has prepared her herself for mainstream. And we do we spend a lot of time preparing the child, especially when we feel at the beginning of the year the child is ready to go or this could be their last year. From day one, they start preparing for going. And, again, as I say, it's not the academic end of it. It's, it's everything. It's um, can Grace find her school bag? Can she put her own books into her school bag? Right from day one, we start preparing her for all those little things, the incidental things that happen that... We tend, you know, you can overlook so easily. Um, I have to admit, I'm very emotional. It's been a really, really busy morning. Um, but I am. Grace is a gorgeous little girl. Um, but she has blossomed so much. Um, she's come on so, so well. And really, mainstream will be fantastic for her. Today is a very special day. Why is it a really special day? Because we're leaving now. Who's leaving? Me and Nassie. Nassie and Grace. You're going on to your new school on, in September. It's going to be so exciting. So... I have a very special treat for my two special people who are going to their new schools. So, Nassie, yeah. this is for you. And I'm, go- I'm, I'm, I'm going to not use any other pencil. Only those. Yes. That's so sweet. You're the best girl. Thank you. Now, listen, guys, before we go, I want three big cheers for our children who are leaving. Hip, hip. I am sad. I have to say, I will miss them all. And we will, as a family, we'll miss them. Grace will miss them. It's a very safe environment. I feel that she's very safe there. She's protected there. And generally, you're not going to get an unkind comment out there because people know about disability. Um, she's, she's part of the norm out there. She will be different in her new school. So I'm I'm anxious about her leaving and I'm sad that she'll miss her friends, but I'm excited as well. I'm excited that she is going to be moving into her brother and sister's school. She's going to go to the local school. She is a character in this community and she needs to stake her claim on that. And it's appropriate for her. If it wasn't, 
I think I'd make my peace with that too. Now, where's your boss, Grace? Grace, you have a great time in your new school, won't you? So all the best and take care and have a lovely summer. <laughs> now, you put your brakes on there for a second and I'll be back to you in a minute, okay? So... Let's go, let's go. Right, Nancy, new motorway. Are you ready? Will I take you on? Will I carry you from here? Grace, all the best, honey. Yeah. Yeah, she's dropped in now. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Bye bye. 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 Grace did start at the local school the following September. In the beginning, her wheelchair was what you'd call an object of fascination for the other children. And I think some of them even asked Santa Claus to bring them one that Christmas. But there's very little fuss made of Grace now. She's integrated really, really well. And she takes part in sports day and school tours and even in PE in her own way. Grace has managed to stay in touch with all her old friends from CRC. And she's also made loads of new friends in her new school. My school's called Educate Together. And I do like it very much. Well, I do have a teacher. I've been seeing infants. My, my teacher's called Joe. My helper's called Mary. And the best thing about school that I like is I like my writing that we do and I like when I go out to yard. That's the best thing of the whole thing. My name is uh, Patricia McDermott. I'm working in Dublin 7 Educate Together. I taught Grace in junior infants last year. And now Joe was teaching her in senior infants. I remember, I think it was the enrolment day, um, somebody said, you know, why does that girl have, um, you know, a chair? And um, then, you know, why can't she walk? And, you know, Grace herself was a little bit stunned and she didn't know quite what to say. I wasn't sure what the PC thing to say was, you know, what was a nice way to put it so that um, the Grace felt that, you know, that I really cared about her but that, um, you know, we had to be practical too, that she wasn't able to walk like other children. Uh, we decided that maybe it would be a nice way that Grace could say, um, I'm, I'm, good at, I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not so good at walking. And I think the first time that Grace uh, came, you know, came across when somebody did ask her the question, she said, I'm brilliant at everything. And then she forgot to say the other bit, which I think is just fantastic. <laughs> Medically, I don't know what's going to happen. Grace has continued to make progress and she has kind of defied them, really. That wasn't the condition that she had. That metabolic disorder was not the condition. Lucky for us. I think the challenge for us is to live a normal life as a family and we want to take her as far as she can go. We, we get her as much therapy as we possibly can and we do as much as we can without burning ourselves out. 
the future, I don't know. I don't think it's as crucial to me that she will walk as it was in the past. I actually think Grace is going to have a very fulfilling life. Okay, Grace, we're going to go into your stander. Now is your brakes on. Okay, you ready? Up we go. Foot forward, there's a good gear. Right. How's that? Good. Does that feel okay? Uh-huh. Like, she's a gorgeous child. She has a very sweet nature. She's very loving. She's got a good sense of humour. She's a bit of crack. We're very lucky. She has an awful lot of things that she can do. She's great hand function, so she can take part in art, music. And have you much homework to do, darling? Uh, I only have writing and reading. I write it down. You wrote that? What does yeah. that say? My mum brought me to school oh. on my first day. And my dad as well. As well. There's an awful lot that she could do and I think I could make my peace with Grace being in a wheelchair for the rest of her life now. I could never have said that before. If she gets up and out of it, I mean, she climbed the stairs yesterday, fantastic. But it's not the be-all and end-all. Very good. So this is your first day in school, is it? Mm -hmm. And you have to draw a picture too? Yeah. Well, who's this in the picture? And that is my friend called Sarah. And I'm going to put Rachel here. Right. Well, do you want to draw that? And do you want some colouring pencils to colour it in? Yes, please, Eddie. Just the main thing for us as a family is to make sure we have fun because you can get very preoccupied with the whole accessibility thing and with the amount of things you have to do in the day. And actually, you know, when we were really worried about Grace, there wasn't a whole lot of laughing in the house. And I think I was worried about that, too. And we did go to see the psychologist in the CRC for a number of sessions for emotional support. And she said, you know, you, you, you will laugh again. Just give it time. I, I didn't quite see how it would happen, but I trusted her. And we went back to her for a, a last session recently. I don't know if it'll ever be a last session, but we were describing how, say, the night before, the day before, the whole five of us were up in the bed. We were roaring laughing, the five of us. And I just thought she was right. She was right. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the U. Yeah. Nope. 
But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.